Chapter Seven of *The Garden of Folly* by Stephen Leacock. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: The Progress of Human Knowledge. The Restoration of Whiskers: A Neglected Factor in the Decline of Knowledge. There comes a time in the life of Western civilization when it is the duty of every well-wisher of the world to speak out what is in his mind. Such a time is now the growth of the clean-shaving habit in this epoch is becoming everywhere a serious national menace the loss of dignity and prestige the decline of respect towards the aged the notable change in the character and calibre of our legislators college presidents and ministers of the gospel is and are assuming proportions which urgently demand concerted national action the writer of this article stood recently upon the corner of broadway and forty-second street in new york that is to say i stood there myself let there be no concealment in this thing stood there and counted the clean-shaven men who passed and the men with whiskers out of the first half million counted only four point one nine men per cent had whiskers the man that i counted as point one nine had just a little fringe of fluff so to speak on his cheeks it was hard to class him so i called him point one nine the same calculation may be made with the same results in any of the great eastern cities it is not till one passes a line drawn through fargo omaha and galveston that whiskers reach fifteen per cent and this fifteen per cent line is moving westward ten years ago it was at decatur illinois it is not there now in another ten years the line will have reached the rocky mountains in twenty years the entire nation will be clean-shaven the moment to act is now it is time for the people to pause and realize what whiskers have meant to human civilization we turn to the records of history adam he had a dark brown beard slightly pointed noah he had a long white beard that reached his waist imagine noah clean-shaven and with his eyebrows darkened with black dye and with little beady eyes looking down under a straw hat you can't of course not and yet that man saved our whole race nestor and aristotle had white beards socrates whiskers covered so much of his face that you could hardly see him through them caesar had a rough red beard the vikings had long side moustaches so had buffalo bill and charles the second and bret hart grant and lee wore beards but these great precedents are being disregarded all the dignitaries and leaders of to-day are fashioning themselves into the likeness of schoolboys take the typical case of the college president a generation ago the college president had a flowing white beard it was part of his equipment i remember well the venerable gentleman who was the head of the university when i received my degree thirty-something years ago i shall always recall the profound respect that the students felt towards him yet it was not what the man said it was the way in which he laid his snow-white whiskers on his reading-desk this lent profundity to all his thought it was i think in the year eighteen ninety two that the president of a western college shaved off his whiskers and threw them in the mississippi the fatal idea spread president after president was tempted by it then at this very juncture the invention of the safety razor removing all danger to human life from the process of shaving brought a clean shave within the reach even of the most cautious 
the president of the modern college and his senior professors are not to be distinguished from their first-year students remove the whiskers and you remove the man the whole stature and appearance of him shrink his shoulders contract his frame diminishes his little bowler hat swallows and envelops his trivial skull the loss of scholarship is irreparable is it any wonder that greek is dead that latin is dying and that the old-time learning of the colleges gives place to a mere mechanical routine but most deplorable of all is the damage that is being done to imaginative literature here for example are a few quotations selected quite at random from the great literature of the past to show the close interdependence of personality and whiskers the duke remained seated in deep thought passing his luxuriant beard slowly through his fingers Ouida. imagine what an impressive thing that must have been the duke could take his beard and let it trickle slowly through his fingers like rippling silk no wonder that the duke could think when he could do that but all that can remain of that sort of passage in the books of to-day would run the duke remained seated in deep thought passing his fingers aimlessly through the air a foot from his face as if seeking groping for something that he could not find here again is a selection from the poet gray's magnificent description of a welsh bard all loose his hoary hair his beard streamed like a meteor to the troubled wind gray the bard the splendid picture the bard standing in the wind with the sparks flying from his whiskers in all direction is gone or again take longfellow the opening lines of evangeline this is the forest primeval the murmuring pines and the hemlocks stand like druids of old with beards that rest on their bosoms what a pity to have to change this to read this is the forest primeval the round smooth trunk of the gum tree looks like a college professor divested entirely of whiskers in place of these noble pictures of the past we have nothing but the smooth-shaven hero of modern fiction with his soupy-looking face hardly to be distinguished from a girl's he may be seen on the cover of any of our monthly magazines what can he do he can press his clean-shaven face close close to hers one admits of course that he has a certain advantage here if he had whiskers he couldn't get nearly as close to her but can he let his beard stream like a meteor to the wind with sparks of phosphorus flying off of it in all directions can he pass his beard through his hand no can he stand like a druid of old he can't as yet happily there are certain domains of our national life to which the prevailing degeneracy has not penetrated the stage the moving picture and the grand opera still hold their own the stage villain still has his black beard the southern colonel still retains his mustachios the scholar the wise man and the magician of the moving picture keeps his black skull-cap and his long white beard the wagnerian opera is as hirsute as ever and those who have been privileged to see the pretty little operetta that reginald de coven left behind him will have been pleased to note that rip van winkle has a beard like an ostermore mattress reaching to his ears but can the stage stand alone it cannot something must be done fortunately for our civilization the best section of the public is already becoming alarmed 
an effort is being made a number of big warm-hearted men and a quantity of great big warm-hearted women are banding themselves together this is a good sign whenever they do this and it is what they always do one feels that as soon as a sufficient number are all banded together something will be done as far as the united states is concerned to my mind there is only one possible remedy an amendment to the constitution something of course might be done with magic lantern slides or with moving pictures or by taking up subscriptions but these things demand money and time amending the constitution does not experience is showing that it is a very very simple thing demanding only a little good will and forbearance as to what amendment gets through first it is only fair that certain amendments now under discussion should have precedence the proposal sent up from kansas for amending the constitution so as to improve the breed of steers in the west and the illinois amendment for shortening the distance between chicago and the sea are both admirable but when these are carried an amendment in regard to the restoration of whiskers should be the earliest of our national cares individual freedom has its limits it is not true that a man's whiskers are his own it is not true that he has the right to remove them john stuart mill thought so but mill was wrong every individual is but a part of society and if his station is such that a flowing white beard is demanded by it his duty is obvious no one would wish to carry too far the supremacy of the state but a constitutional provision of a temperate character imposing compulsory white beards on college presidents ministers poets ambassadors and grand opera singers would take rank at once as equal in common sense and general utility with some of the most notable amendments to the constitution of this country then and now the college news of forty years ago and the college news of today medicals take a night off as reported forty years ago last night the students of the medical faculty took a night off and held their annual parade of the town forming up on the campus outside the windows of the dissecting room the meds moved in a compact body down college avenue policeman mcconachy who tried to stop them at the corner of main street was knocked senseless and was deposited by two of the boys down the coal chute of the first national bank after upsetting a horse-car the driver of which sustained certain injuries by inadvertently falling under the horse the boys proceeded to the corner of main and first streets where speeches were made exalting the progress of the medical school and where two more policemen were knocked senseless the procession moved uptown again towards the president's residence carrying with it the front door of the first baptist church after setting fire to the president's house the students adjourned to the campus where they started a bonfire in which unfortunately one or two bystanders were accidentally burned about the feet hands head and body the arrival of a body of mounted police supported by a couple of squadrons of cavalry brought the evening to a close president foible on being interviewed this morning stated that the damages to his house were quite insignificant amounting to little more than the destruction of his furniture the police who were unfortunately injured in their attempt to interfere with the students are reported as doing nicely 
the driver of the street-car will be at work again in a week and a cheerful tone pervades the whole college the president further stated that the relations between the students and the town had never been better medicals take a night off as reported today last night the students at the medical faculty took a night off from their arduous labors and were the guests of the ladies reception committee at the y w c a building on third street after the singing of a few of the better-known medical hymns and after being treated to a harmonium solo in b flat by the organist of the insane asylum the students listened with evident enjoyment to a talk by the rev mr week of the first baptist church on the subject where is hell is it here after the pastor had said everything that could be said on this interesting topic each student was given a dish of ice cream and a doughnut the president of the college in thanking the ladies of the y w c a for their cordial reception said that he was sure the students would now return to their studies with renewed eagerness after singing rock me to sleep mother the gathering broke up at nine thirty philosophical society meets as it was used to forty years ago last night the philosophical society held the third of its bi-weekly beer parties at the supper-room of the men's residence after the reading of the minutes coupled with the drinking of beer followed by the usual routine of drinking the health of the outgoing officers of the week and the toast of welcome to the officers of the week following the chairman invited the members to fill their glasses and listen if they cared to to a paper by mr easy on the nicomachean ethics of aristotle mr easy while expressing his regret that he had not had time to prepare a paper on the nicomachean ethics of aristotle delivered in place of it an excellent rendition of bret harte's heathen chinee at the close of the recitation the chairman announced that the debate which had been announced on the topic our mathematical judgments synthetically a priori had been abandoned owing to the fact that the topic involved more preparation than the members of the society were prepared to give to it he suggested instead that the society after filling its glasses should invite mr freak of the senior class to give his imitation of the two cats quarrelling on a roof the invitation was followed by similar exercises and the meeting was sustained to a late hour those of the members who went home leaving at about two a m philosophical society meets as it does to-day last night a very pleasing meeting of the philosophical society was held in the parlor of the women's residence in the martha washington building professor strong in opening the meeting said that she was glad to see among the members of the society a very creditable number of men if she might use the phrase she said no professor could feel that her work was satisfactory unless she could attract a certain number of men students the professor then read her paper on the sociological elimination of the delinquent as the paper only lasted an hour and a half it was listened to in a luxury of enjoyment the professor then having thrown the meeting open to questions and a question having been asked she very kindly spoke for another hour at the close of the address a vote was taken on the resolution that the humbler classes of society ought to be chloroformed and was carried unanimously discipline committee reports as it reported forty years ago the report is published this morning of the semi-annual meeting of the discipline committee of the faculty of the college 
this committee consisting of the senior professors of the faculty was established as readers will recall about two years ago with the object of elevating the moral tone of the student body by expulsion fines and the application of the criminal law the chairman reported that the committee had every reason to be gratified with the progress made during the period of its existence the number of cases of suspension of students from lectures had increased under the operation of the committee by forty per cent students warned by sixty per cent students found guilty of drunkenness by seventy per cent and students expelled for unbecoming and insubordinate conduct ninety five per cent the report enumerates a new schedule of fines calculating to raise still higher the discipline of the institution and recommends hereafter that every student guilty of striking or kicking a professor be brought before the committee and warned the committee adds a further recommendation to the effect that measures be taken to let the student body understand that their presence at the university can only be tolerated within reasonable limits student control committee reports as it reports today the report is published this morning of the semiannual meeting of the students control committee at the university this committee as readers will recall was established about two years ago with a view to raising the academic standard of the college it is empowered not only to institute inquiries as to the capacity of the professors but to recommend the expulsion of those of them who seem to the students committee to be lacking in personality or deficient in pep the opening pages of the report deal with the case of the president of the college a subcommittee appointed from among the fourth-year students in accountancy have been sitting on the case of the president for six weeks their report is in the main favorable and their decision is that he may stay but the subcommittee passed severe strictures on his home life and recommend that he has too many children for him to be able to give full attention to his college work and suggest a change in the future the committee accepts and adopts the recommendation of the second-year class in philosophy who report that the professor's lectures are over their heads and ask for his dismissal a similar request comes from the third-year students in mathematics who report that the professor's lectures are below their standards the committee has received and laid upon the table the report of the fourth-year class in commerce to the effect that they have thus far failed to understand any of the lectures that were ever given them and ask that they be given their degrees and let go the committee acknowledges in its report the gratifying statement made by the chairman of the trustees in his annual report to the effect that student control marks another milestone on the arduous path that is leading the college to its ultimate end, end of chapter seven